back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, great to be with you. We have a real hero on the line with us today, Andy Bunn, Director of Military Children's Ministry for Child Evangelism Fellowship. I say that because if you're willing to raise your hand and go serve this country, defend it, lay down your life, I applaud you. I'm so grateful for the sacrifice you're willing to make. And you see the headlines about suicide rates within the military, veterans facing mental health challenges, and your heart breaks. You go, these are, this is the best of the best. What do we need to do to address and serve these families? Well, Child Evangelism Fellowship is on the front lines to make sure that every child, every nation, every day hears the gospel of Jesus Christ and has that continuity, has that service, has that uh, people around them to care for these families that are in the military. So, Andy, I'm so grateful you're on the program with us. Give us a sense, from your perspective, what you're seeing are the biggest challenges facing families on the front lines. Well, along with the fact that, that of course, they move on a regular basis and the constant um, uncertainty of deployment, uh, you mentioned uh, the suicide rate. And frankly, that was something I didn't have a real appreciation for. But having now, for the last couple of years, traveled to several bases, that is one of the biggest things that uh, the chaplain teams are having to deal with hmm. uh, to provide uh, counseling and care uh, for families due to uh, the rate being at, at such a, a all-time high, from what I understand. And so what uh, one chaplain shared to me in particular was that by us coming in and being able to help out uh, with serving children, it, it gave them more time to be with what has become their primary mission, and that is uh, caring uh, for those who uh, who are just struggling with all types of uh, mental and PTSD type of uh, issues. Wow. Wow. And when you talk about PTSD, and I don't know if you're an expert in this, Andy, but I am. Um, I've talked to some other chaplains that it's, you know, it's complicated. PTSD, the issue itself is complicated. It's not only what a soldier may see out, you know, serving on the front lines because they're 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 facing the worst part of humanity, right? There's nothing good about war. It is horrible. It's horrible for everybody involved. But then also, kind of what's inflicted upon them, uh, kind of unit cohesion maybe seeing what happens to one of their friends, and they carry that burden, and it's the role of chaplains and ministers to help them kind of process through that. It, it, it's a compli- PTSD is complicated. It's not, uh, oh, you just kind of saw something that was bad. No, they internalize it. They relive it. It's something they carry within their own units. It, it, it's a complicated issue. Has that been your experience as well, watching that? Yeah, and I'm definitely not an expert myself, but um, I can tell you that the hearts and minds of the chaplains uh, when I visit with them is on that very issue and being able to provide uh, whatever is necessary uh, to care uh, for those who are are struggling uh, with these types of things. And so our ability to come alongside them and help out in any way we can is, uh, one, a privilege on our side to do so, but also it's just an extension of uh, that care that the chaplains want to give, especially to the children. Think about their families. If you've never visited a Army base, I, I recommend. I have not been on too many. I was on Court, uh, Fort Caveos uh, just recently, formerly Fort Hood. 
And uh, they are like little cities. I mean, they're just totally kind of own independent cities. Um, all moms and dads there are working in the military in some capacity. Um, and so you have kids that grow up in this experience and live this. And it's, it's unique. For somebody that just uh, hears this and goes, gosh, this sounds like a great ministry. I'd like to be involved. Or maybe I can't be involved, but I'd like to support the work that you're doing to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to children on military bases. What's the best way for them to get involved? Uh, thanks for thanks for asking. The best way is uh, to go online to cefonline.com, and that is the full Child Evangelism uh, Fellowship website uh, where uh, you can volunteer, uh, you can donate, and then also uh, you can put slash MCM, and that'll lead you to the Military Children's Ministry page that has all the um, information concerning uh, the ministry to the military, and if you're interested in serving with a local director where we have um, bases that we're serving, there's a place that you can just send an email that will come to me, and I will follow up and ensure you are linked up with that local uh, director such that you can uh, serve and help out. Andy Bunn, Director of Military Children's Ministry for Child Evangelism Fellowship. As we wrap up here, I'd love to just have a story of a family you've worked with, a, a child that you've worked with. When I say that, uh, obviously you don't have to reveal their identity, but uh, give, give us kind of an example of how someone's life was changed as a result of Child Evangelism Fellowship in the military. Oh, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity because it's the best part of uh, what we're able to do at Child Evangelism Fellowship. Just this past um, um, winter, I was at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, and just uh, sitting with the team, uh, talking to them, and I asked them if they had uh, just that, a story uh, that they could share. And a retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel who was serving as a volunteer with the uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship uh, Club there at Fort Belvoir gave me a thank you note. And I'm holding it in my hand, and it's a handwritten note from two sisters on the front of the card, it says, thank you. And then it has a heart with an arrow through it. And when you open it up, it has a cross on one side. It has a Bible on the other. And then the sisters write this. Thank you for teaching us all about the Bible. I love when we get to learn something new. Now we are believers. And when you turn it over, it says, Thank you, and there's a smiley face on the back. And that is what God is about doing with children, putting smiley faces on children, and I am so privileged to be a part of uh, doing that uh, for children on military bases. About 4 million people call the U.S. military home, and more than 1 million American children have at least one parent on active duty. When a parent is deployed away from the family for six months to a year or more, it can bring tremendous stress upon these children. Child Evangelism Fellowship and their military children's ministry is providing direct services to these families. Uh, Andy, how do we pray for those in the military? What's the best thing to be praying for with regards to them? First, pray that uh, that not only Child Evangelism Fellowship, but all the ministries that are serving uh, bases are able to reach them with the gospel. 
and then also pray pray that they just have uh, some level of calm and peace and assurance uh, during uh, this time of uh, uh, terrible uncertainty in their lives. And and just uh, if you also would pray that the, the doors would be opened uh, for them uh, such that uh, we can serve even more bases. Do you, do you run into any opposition uh, in, in your effort to serve bases? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Really? Uh, we um, due to several factors, uh, we, uh, get told no, hmm. but what, I what has changed a little bit over the last few decades is due to the uncertainty, one of the critical aspects of caring for the military is caring for all that are involved in the yeah. military and that's the families. And so the chaplains by and large have been charged by their command to reach out. Uh, off post to churches, to organizations like Child Evangelism Fellowship, and bring them in. And we're able to connect uh, a little easier that way, but there are uh, still some um, opposition out there that uh, tells us uh, no thank you, and so we respect that. <laughs> well, we could get some uh, good attorneys involved too. With you know, we got fo- we know folks at Alliance Defending Freedom and great groups like that will defend uh, constitutional rights. But um, Andy, I really appreciate this. Thank you for sharing that story. I think that's the powerful thing I'll remember: those two sisters learning about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, we've got to have an army, a military, an air force, a navy, marine, space force, coast guard that functions well and we know that spiritual health is the foundation if you get that wrong we know this all in our own personal lives you get that wrong everything else kind of falls apart after that so thank you for being on the front lines making sure that these families are hearing the good news of the gospel of jesus christ and serving them in the midst of the challenges they face andy i really appreciate you being on with us today privilege and i do appreciate all you're doing as well Andy Dunn, Director of Military Children's Ministry for Child Evangelism Fellowship. Go to cefonline.com. That's cefonline.com to be a part of the work that they're doing. I know there's listeners out there, maybe retired age, that would go, gosh, I, I could lead some Bible studies to elementary age kids on a military base. Yes, you can. And you'd be great at it, and it's needed. So I hope you go to cefonline.com, support them financially, or sign up to be a volunteer with Child Evangelism Fellowship. All right, you probably saw the news. Ohio voting to codify into their constitution unrestricted abortion. What in the world? Wasn't this a red state? What is going on here? Well, when we come back, Nicole Hunt, writer and spokesperson for Focus on the Family's Daily Citizen, will provide an analysis of why pro-lifers continue to lose these ballot initiatives in these states. And it's something we've got to address. We have the right now, as a result of the fall of Roe v. Wade, to be able to decide our own abortion laws. And it seems like the pro-choice side just keeps on winning. So what do we do? She's got expert analysis when we return. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We'll be right back. <laughs> 